Welcome to episode four of B&E Boston Sports Radio. My name is Brendan Kelly. I'm joined today by Ethan Hurwitz. We do have probably the busiest episode of the year today. Lots, of, lots to cover today with Boston sports. Today is October 27th, 2021, and unfortunately, we have some upsetting news about the Boston Red Sox. After quite the season and kind of an impeccable playoff run, the Red Sox fall to the, to the dominant Houston Astros after winning you know, two games back-to-back, kind of had momentum, and then they lost it. They fell apart in the end. So Red Sox are currently out of the playoffs. Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves, World Series. Ethan, your thoughts? Uh, on the Red Sox, uh, yeah, sure, it's disappointing that they lost in the ALCS, but at the end of the day, you were, what, dead last in the AL East last year? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you told me at the end of last season, right, the COVID-shortened season, that this Red Sox team would then go to the ALCS the next year, I mean, sure, like, it's disappointing that you didn't win, but it's such an improvement from last year, and I think that's all a testament to Alex Cora being back. Um, Dude might be, like, the best manager in baseball right now just based off of how much he wins. And, you know, the team, they started off slow. They picked it up, and then they sort of collapsed, and then they picked it back up again. So it was a roller coaster of emotions, but, you know, you got to be happy for the team. It they they went out swinging. Uh, eh, not really. At the end of the the playoff, they didn't go swinging whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it was it was a good season. I couldn't agree more. Alex Cora definitely coming back and having that effect on this organization is something that should not be overlooked. Mm-hmm. As much as we talk about how great the uh, the players were and how great they performed when we needed them to be, having Alex Alex Cora back was a uh, was such a positive for this organization. And I uh, definitely important to note that. We've been pretty positive with the Boston Red Sox since we started doing this show. We've fortunately been able to talk about a lot of key victories, yeah. upsetting the Tampa Bay Rays, moving on, moving on, and looking like we were going to have a shot to beat Houston after dropping game one, similar to how we dropped game one against Tampa Bay. We moved into back-to-back wins, looked like we were going into Fenway Park up a game, and um, that was something that, you know, it looked good, and it just it didn't. It didn't play out how we wanted to, yep. but 
as fans of a team that wasn't projected to finish anywhere close to where they were, we can only be thankful. There's mm-hmm. nothing that we can complain about. Yeah, you know, they it, did, was a, it was a success. They did more than they needed to do. Heading into the offseason, there's a lot of questions about this Red Sox team moving forward. What are they planning to do? Are they buying? Are they in a win-now mode after seeing this team? Are they still in this? Let's you know call up some of the young guns. Let's promote some of the guys from the minor leagues and see what they can do. Or do they go out and they sign a big-name guy? And that's something that over the next few months it's, it will be interesting to see and interesting to talk about you yep. know, what this team does moving forward. Uh, I think this team's got to focus on the bullpen. I feel like the rest of the lineup is fairly set. I don't know off the top of my head who's like free agents and who aren't free agents. Um, but I know that I think J.D. Martinez is going to opt back into his contract. Um, you signed what Bogart's endeavors to long-term deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got to go to the bullpen. Right? The lineup is set, and then the bullpen is just, it collapsed at the end of the year, and that's what you can't have in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think you mentioned Joe Kelly earlier. My um, man, Joe Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Kenley Jansen's a free agent. I don't know if they want to go out and just get a full-on closer because mm-hmm. um, you have Matt Barnes for a few more years. But like, if you want to get like a few more bullpen arms, uh, I think Martin Perez and Garrett Richards need to be off this team immediately. Um, I believe I don't, their I don't contracts think they, are expiring good. this offseason. I don't think they can be the bullpen guys that you, you rely on. Uh, I think you need what, like... Not Kenley Jansen, per se, because mm-hmm. you have Matt Barnes as your closer, but a Kenley Jansen-type reliever in the back end of your bullpen. So Whitlock doesn't need to pitch five days a week. Adovino doesn't need to pitch five days a week. You don't need to throw Brazier out there consistently. You just need another solid bullpen guy. And I think this team is in a position where they, they're able to spend enough money to go out and get a, a marquee guy in the back end of their pitching rotation. And, and you need a guy like that that you can trust to come in towards the end of these games. I mean, the games that we lost this off season, or this postseason were because we fell apart at the end. I mean, our starting pitching got the job done. And moving into the bullpen was just a scary thought as a Red Sox fan. Yep. And having a guy, like you said, that can come in and get the job done and not have to rely on the same amount of in the same four or five relievers every every game, every week, is something that's important. Looking at some of the Red Sox uh, expiring contracts, like you said, J.D. Martinez will most likely opt into his player option. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very good money for yeah. him, and I'm sure having him back will be nice. If you look at Kyle Schwarber, late you know, mid-season addition through the trade, the trade deadline, hopefully they'll be able to uh, work out a contract with him. That's fair. Now, I don't want to overpay for Kyle Schwarber because, quite honestly, during the re- he wasn't, anything close to amazing during no. the regular season at least and, not with boston yeah and he he lit up he had his moments in the postseason but yeah. i'm just i'm worried they're gonna reward him with a big contract and i don't think that's something that you know bloom will do but we'll see what happens he's expressed that he's wanted to be here so i don't know if he's gonna take some pay cut or whatnot um it's late in his career but yeah it's it's he's on the back end he's won a world series I really don't think he needs and he's going to try to get like a $20 million contract. I think he, he expressed how much he enjoys playing here. Um, so, like, maybe he just, like, takes, like, hey, just give me less money. I don't, yeah. whatever. I mean, if, if he has a feeling that this mm-hmm. is the location that he might be able to get another World Series in, then just stay. You yep. know what I mean? So it, it's a mindset that we really can't talk about because we have never played in a prof- you know, professional sports, but, yeah. like, a lot of players will end up doing that. Well, they'll take less money knowing that, oh, I got a shot to win another championship. Mm-hmm. He's made money in his career, so that's nothing he has to worry about. Like you said, Garrett Richards and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez are both 
going into free agency. We'll see what happens with them. Yep. I'm at, looking at Adam Adovino. He's going into free agency as well. I'm looking at some of the free agent. Christian Vasquez. Yeah, um, free agents. Hopefully they bring him back. Um, and, uh, that are going into no to the next offseason. And some of these, like the bullpen guys, you got some big names in terms of offensive power. Um, you got, well, like J.D. Martinez, Chris Bryant, uh, Freddie Freeman, Marcus Semien, Charlie Blackman. But the pitchers are just... I mean, other than the Verlander, Arenado, Greinke, uh, Trevor Bauer. Bauer, who we'll just completely ignore because there's no way, there's no way he either gets reinstated, and if he gets reinstated, I don't think Boston's going to bring him in here. No. Um, but like, if you scroll down, there's like some solid bullpen guys that are. I mean, sure they haven't guys that can have a turnaround. Exactly, like Wade Miley, you could probably put him in a starting role. Or a bullpen guy. He was in Boston a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Colomay, um, Archie Bradley, uh, Daniel Hudson, Kirby Yates, Corey Knabel, um, John Lester, yeah, 37 years old. Do we think John Lester comes back to Boston? I wouldn't be opposed. you got to love John Lester. He was quite the uh, quite the man back in the day. But uh, you never know. But... Uh, We'll have to do this. will be a topic that we will be discussing yeah. over the and, next few months. And I'm sure months. It's, the season's not even over yet. So once free, agent act, free agency actually gets picking up and rolling, then we can probably make some more. I think it's pretty clear Danny, yeah. who we are uh, pulling for in the yeah. World Series. Doesn't Atlanta. have to be said. Yeah. Um, it's just you don't know what he likes to see the team that beats you like succeeded anymore. So I'm pretty sure most of the country and most of the baseball fans are pulling for the Atlanta Braves. So. Moving forward, that's all we're going to get into for baseball for today. Like I said, over the next few months, as the Red Sox make moves and other teams around the league make moves, we will get into that, discuss our thoughts. But like we said, the Red Sox overachieved this season. Moving forward, it's something that we will see what they decide to do, if they're still you know, going to play it safe and use the farm, or if they're going to go out and get some big-name guys and see if we can compete at this, uh, at yep. this time. So that'll be a topic we get into next. But uh, our New England Patriots finally, finally, finally found some success at home. Absolutely destroying the Jets this weekend. I believe it was 54 13. 54-13. 54-13. Absolute blowout. Jets were coming off a bye week, so it wasn't like they were tired or anything. They no. just got outplayed. Yeah. Unfortunately, their quarterback went down. Zach Wilson. It's hard. It's it's hard to watch from any fan to see your your first round pick get hurt like that. Obviously, we don't encourage injuries. No. Having uh, Mike White come in was definitely like the moment where we're like, this "This is over, like put Hoyer in type of thing. But that gets us into our next topic. Our first round quarterback, Mac Jones, played outstanding. He looked like every week we talk about how he's getting more comfortable in the pocket. He looks better and better. And he's he's connecting with the players, Mm -hmm. running trick plays, always exciting. What a a New England thing in my eyes. Um, They use like three or four of them mm -hmm. early on, which was crazy. They usually they in the past I feel that they they've saved them for the big game. They've saved them to like the the later in the season when they you like need to get them yeah. or like you're down by two scores with five minutes left and you got to get this touchdown. Not when first drive against the Jets mm-hmm. and you use a double pass exactly. And it's normally Jacoby Myers throwing those passes, but now seeing Kendrick Bourne out there, you can have so many guys that can throw the ball. So it's very exciting. Uh, the run game looked good. Damian Harris had his back his his second in a week in a row with 100 plus rushing yards, I believe two touchdowns. Damian Harris, um, that's definitely a pro from this this past week. Besides absolutely destroying the Jets, is that the team is starting to click? Yeah, where we needed to. Hunter Henry, 
four four straight weeks with four touchdowns. Weeks. He's final on national that, touchdown. He's, he's finally or national tight end. Day. Yeah, he's finally meshing with Matt. I think they're neighbors. Um, so like maybe they have some nice chemistry there. You know, yeah. four straight straight games with a touchdown and leads the team in in receiving touchdowns. Um, yeah, I mean Hunter Henry started off the year fairly slow, but now he's picking it up. He's being like that dominant red zone guy that. That you he brought was him with in, the Chargers. Yeah, and then you brought him in for. Yeah. And it's exciting to watch knowing that you have a guy that you can that he almost dropped it, but you know, he was able to bring it down. Yeah. And I'm sure he'll, you know, work out that kink. But it's very exciting to have a guy like Hunter Henry that you can, you know, throw it out to. Nikhil Harry had mm-hmm. another, you know, big catch. Randy Moss as Rand- yes, catch. Yes. What that is what they need him to continue yeah. to do. Those balls where it's, you know, jump ball, go up and get it. He gets he gets like one pass a game and it's either the greatest catch I've ever seen or he falls straight on his face and mm-hmm. drops it. And mm-hmm. it's, no matter what it is, the fan base gets riled up. He makes a catch. Everyone's like, this guy's the greatest player I've ever seen. We need to keep him. And he drops one pass, and everyone's like, we need to trade him. We need to get rid of this guy. This guy's terrible. Nikhil Harry is, is quite the uh, the interesting yeah, subject. He's, in, he's in an the, enigma. In the Patriots fan base. He's he's requested a trade, which in the, the minds of, like, you and I, I feel like if the Patriots were going to trade him, they should try to use him to develop, like, Bring his value up. Yeah, so yeah. That they can at least use him a little bit so people are like, okay, he's worth more than a seventh-round pick. Exactly. Maybe we'll give him a sixth-round pick. And it's hard to see what the plan is for Nikhil because he's on the field for a lot of the running plays, like the first downs, yeah. I've noticed, just for his blocking ability. Mm-hmm. And then they bring him out when they need him for, like, let's say, like a third and six. Like, yeah. His usage is very unique, and it's something that, I don't really understand why they choose to do yeah. it like that. Because if you're going to, if they're going to trade him before the deadline, which is what next next week, week eight, I think November second, so. it's coming up. So if they're going to trade him, yeah, in in a week, in a week, if they're going to trade him for probably close to nothing, yeah, why like why wouldn't they have been like using him like in that blowout game against the Jets? They could have had him in like almost the whole second half, yeah, just getting getting reps and you know film on him. So. I don't right, think the they're going to trade him, over. quite honestly. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if they're going to trade him. I feel like it's too late in the season. I feel like they would have traded him when he requested the trade. Exactly. And the way that New England works, they don't really like keep guys around, especially if they have like, if they have any notion that they were going to trade him. I feel like he would be gone. I, I agree with what you said. Like, I mean, look at guys. Like, If they weren't, if they were going to keep Cam Newton around and then eventually cut him, like, they don't do it like that. Like that's no. New England's thing is just get rid of him when yeah, they're they the don't, first they don't care. So we'll see what happens with Nikhil Harry. But... Everyone got involved in, in the game against the Jets, which yeah. is nice to see. J.J. Taylor had his first two career touchdowns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which was fantastic. And Damian Harris was running up and down the sideline to congratulate him. So that's great. It's exciting to see, especially when it's between J.J. and Stevenson. Yeah. For and they've, just been, that, like, they've yeah. been like switching off every every other week. And it's, it's like, oh, J.J.'s got the hot hands. Stevenson's got the hot hands. So, I mean, it's good to have that depth, too. Mm-hmm. So. There is a there is a person, another running back that I feel that we need to address. We do. Every week, I've criticized Brandon Bolden's usage yes, during the game. I every single week I am screaming, "Don't give the ball to Bolden that third down." It's 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 a li- it's a little concerning how much they use him <laughs> on third downs. But I understand we don't have a, a like a like a receiving back now that James James White goes down with that injury and Bolden can fill that role. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's like, come on. Like, there's so many better plays that yeah. they could have used him on. And he did prove us wrong against yeah. the Jets. He yeah. had he had his moments. At least in the receiving game. Yeah. I know in the running game he had two rushes for no yards. Yeah. So it's like 
it's fantastic to see him like you know go out wide and catch a pass and take it 20 30 yards but it is absolutely horrifying on like a third and four and you just run it with Brian Bolden up the middle yep and he always just gets and right you just get right there it's he, he gets nothing but you know I'm glad that I was proven wrong in terms of him in the passing game he had mm-hmm. fantastic day I think he scored his 13th career touchdown which if I'm not mistaken is four away four five he is very close to sneaking into the top 50 all-time in Patriots touchdowns which is impressive yes for someone that was like mainly just a special teams guy Mm -hmm. and I don't have any problem using Brandon Bolden on certain plays bringing him in where he those plays where he was successful those are smart plays you know what I mean having a guy that can go out and do that type of play I just feel like his usage is too high Mm -hmm. that he gets criticized. Yeah. If they used him a few times a game and he was, you know, halfway decent, mm-hmm. sure. But like, it's the games where they overdo it. But so. it's it's weird because like now that James White's gone, it's like it's like they're making him out to be James White. It's like he's on the field ninety five percent of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's just like okay, James White's gone now. Every snap that James White would get, now it's going to Brandon Bolden. Yep. So it's not like they're like, oh, it's a it's a passing down. We need to get Bolden out there. It's like Bolden's like your number one back now but just based off of like the usage of snaps that he's, he gets in both the passing and the and the and the running game i could see brandon bolden as kind of like our bridge receiving running back yeah. until jj or stevenson or if we be. we draft someone get yeah. someone in free agency so i i'm not i'm not mad about how they're using him now due to the circumstances from this season it's mm-hmm. like what can you do as yeah. a like an offense especially when they're not going to go out and spend like any draft picks on a running back like that speaking of running backs I thought we'd go right into Chargers week. Yeah. Chargers are an explosive offense. Well-rounded in all in all aspects. Mm-hmm. Herbert behind the behind the line. Yep. Your thoughts on them going into this week? I mean, the Chargers offense is very good and the Chargers run defense is the worst in the league. Um so if that doesn't tell you what the Patriots need to do, I don't know what will. Um I think they give up like 160 yards per game. Uh to go back to the offense though, Justin Herbert fantastic quarterback i thought he was i i'm i'm fine to admit this i thought he was gonna be a bust last year i was just like i just don't see the appeal chargers were not a good organization no they were not a good organization to go to i didn't really the oregon to nfl process is very weird sometimes you'll get some like really good players and then sometimes you'll be like eh, like marcus mariota yeah marcus mariota amazing in college um but, you know, there's other guys that go from Oregon to the NFL that just pan out immediately. You got LeGarrette Blunt, Patrick Chung, spotting a trend, the, the yeah. Patriots. Um, but, you know, it's like I wasn't really high on him. I was like, eh, you he's never proved know. me wrong. He you has, really don't. He has proved me wrong. And, um, you know, it's people were saying he's going to get MVP votes. I think that might be a little rash, but he's we'll see done how the rest of the season. Plays yeah, out. exactly. Um, but he's been doing fantastic. Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. stud, the receiving back that we wish we had. Oh yeah. Um, and then Keenan Allen, of course, and then Mike Williams, who's having a breakout year. Um, so I mean, the Chargers' offense is pretty good. The uh, the defense is. Eh, I think the Patriots need just need to run the ball down their throat keep Justin Herbert and their offense off the field and just use up as much time as you possibly can. Patriots Patriots will hopefully go to Damian Harris quite off, like as much as possible. Yes. I've coming back coming off back-to-back weeks being very successful going mm-hmm. into this matchup, keep going. Keep running the ball. Hopefully they'll they'll have Stevenson and JJ active just for this type of game because they know they're going to be running the ball yeah. a lot. Um 
the Patriots secondary is definitely going to have their work cut out for them, especially after losing Jonathan Jones for the season. Miles mm-hmm. Bryant is now that slot cornerback for the team. Yeah, he's right? like that weird it's like a corner safety. It's going to be like a, the defense, especially the secondary, is going to have to run this this like hybrid combination of like you know guys out there, mm-hmm. just because of the the versatility and the the different guys that yeah, the Chargers can they can go deep, they can go short. Like they Eckler, I mean, you got to be ready for everything. Yeah, you got to be ready for everything. Going to have a big test. So I'm very excited for this game. It's another it's another one of those big games where I feel the team is going to elevate. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little challenging going on the road. I feel like this, yep. this is our like our first West Coast game. I'm sure the um, SoFi will be packed. You know, yep. it, it, sh- it should be a great with all 15 of the Chargers fans that they have. Yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> their, their their Herbert band- bandwagons yeah. and all that. It's very exciting just because of. Yeah, the Chargers uh, standings in the AFC. Mm-hmm. It's an important game for the AFC playoff picture. And it's something that, you know, towards the end of the season, having this as a W will definitely have an effect on, you know, standings. Like if, if the Chargers have like a rough patch and the Patriots kind of take off, you know, it might come down to this game as like a significant, you know, factor in the playoffs. And the Patriots have a big stretch of games coming up. We got Chargers, Panth- Panthers, and Browns, all games that I hope we can come out on They're top. very winnable. Very well but they're the also game. very losable, which Dep- is the story what, of this Patriots yeah, team. It depends what Patriots team you know comes out for yep. those weeks. We, we've talked about in the past that this Patriots team will elevate themselves for the big games against, like, in the past Tampa and mm-hmm. the Cowboys. It's one of those situations where you hope that they like lock in just so they can come out on top. Yeah. And um, and the record right now three and four. It doesn't look great, but we've talked about this every week. Yeah. It could be much different. It could be much better. And in three weeks, it could be. It could be you know six and four. Mm-hmm. It can be completely different. You know, obviously we can't guarantee anything, but this team, this team's capable of of coming out. Yeah, I tweeted out like last week. This team has the possibility of winning six straight games, and the team also has the possibility of losing all six straight games. Um, so it it all depends of what team comes out and and plays on Sunday. Do you think the the Patriots will have a trick play on Sunday? Yes. Yes. I who think. Do think who do you think it's going to go to? I want to say... Give me your perfect trick play right here. Let's see. So, obviously, Jacoby Myers has had a success running mm-hmm. the trick plays. But they haven't... I don't know for sure if they've run the double pass where they send the guy out, they throw it, and then they throw it back across. They used to do it a lot with James yeah, White. Yeah, with James White where they'd throw it... They might have done that with Brandon Bolden last week, though. Because I, I remember I, I Bolden like, threw a duck. Yeah. Because I remember he was lefty. <laughs> I feel I don't know if they completed it though. Maybe no, that's why I don't we're not think they did. I don't it. think they did. I, I would I love a double pass and then something deep, maybe to yeah. Aguilar or Bourne, something down there. We didn't talk about this, but John Smith had a, a, a good game against the Jets. He yep. was, I mean, I know he got hurt and he left the game early, but mm-hmm. he, starting off, he he looked strong. Yeah, that first drive was all John Smith, and um, hopefully they get him involved. But I, I do believe there will be a trick play, especially just with the success rate this season. And it going like we talked about, they usually use them in the big games. Like I was surprised to use one against the Jets, especially that early. But mm-hmm. keep it rolling. If that could be like the highlight of the season, just the amount of trick plays yeah. that we've had, um, I'm very excited. I bring that up because Hunter Henry's in a press conference right now, and they asked him if they ever think he's gonna throw a pass this season, and he responded with a smile, "quote I might have an arm, I might not." So Hunter Henry might be getting in the passing action. Look what they did. You see what they did with Derrick Henry? Where they, they yeah, where they put him had in wildcat and then they yeah. fake run it. I mean, you could do that. You got to do some. You could do that with the Patriots. wild things. Yeah, it's very exciting because you're just like sitting there. You're like, oh, it's a run play. Oh my god, what's happening? And then it's like, oh, it's a touchdown, and uh, it, it's exciting. 
I just hope this week that you know Jacoby Myers gets a touchdown. It's 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 this thing. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, but then again, we bring up what we said like a At few the weeks same ago. Time, you know, maybe it's even better if he has like a ten-year career with no touchdowns. <laughs> that would that, that would be, quite be bonkers. Honest. Yeah, that would be quite honestly. And we talk about this every single week, but we I mean, Jacoby he's coming Myers, so yeah. close every time. Yeah, but like, it's like the. It's like he did a deal with the devil, right? When he was like eight, and the the, the devil was like, "Okay, I will let you become an NFL player. You just no touchdowns. You just can never score a touchdown in your in your life." And he's like, "Yeah, it's worth it." Jacoby is not the type of guy, at least from what I've seen. I mean, I know you have more interactions with the players, and mm-hmm. you've seen him up close at the Pats camp and all that. Um, Jacoby doesn't seem like the guy where he's like, "I need a touchdown." No, like, he's not like in the no. locker room like Mac. Throw me the ball. I need a touchdown. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny. They were showing his father on the yeah, television yeah. the other night. Um, they, and I didn't have – I was uh, I was whatever, I was whatever at work, so I wasn't listening to the audio, but I'm like, they're definitely talking about how they're going to go to Jacoby. And then they threw it down to Henry, which, you know, whatever. But, like, yeah. hopefully, as long as Jacoby continues to be that man between the 20s, you yeah. know, in the middle of the field, that's fine. Yeah, like, he's, he's like the, the, the Edelman-Welker, yeah. Troy Brown, just slot guy, you know, mm-hmm. take the big hit. And he's he's crafty in the slot. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's a big guy for a slot receiver. I'm he sure he. I'm done. sure he's like. I really want that touchdown. I really want to get that first one. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to express that publicly. No. I think you won't hear him. In the I press think Mac Jones. He knows. He, Mac Jones is going to want to get him a touchdown. You know. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure Jacoby would prefer wins over touchdowns, and I'm sure anyone on on the team would prefer that. Um, so I mean. I will be okay with no Jacoby Myers touchdowns if the team just rattles off a bunch of wins. Mm-hmm. So, getting into another hope for my for this game against the Chargers, Mac Jones got a little a little active outside the pocket. He did. Like, a he did. Mobile. So, obviously, I don't want him out there every play. But yeah. if if they can draw a play where like a bootleg, yeah, something designed for him to get outside and yeah. just book it, sure, yeah. QB like the QB sneak on like third and one, fourth yeah. and one, those are working. So yeah. Keep that up. Um, overall, I'm, I'm very excited for this game against excited. the Chargers. It's a busy weekend, you know, Halloween weekend. It's a nice end to it, watching the Pats Chargers game. Yeah. So it's a four or five game too, so you don't need to like get up early and exactly and like perfect you can just timing. wake up at whatever time you want to wake up twelve one, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you go got right the, into the Pats, go right exactly. into dinner. It's, yeah, it's very exciting. Another thing on our agenda: uh, Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics. We're on quite the schedule today. We're going to go right into Boston Celtics. Yep. Opening night. New York Knicks. That was quite honestly might have been one of the game of the year candidates. That was fantastic. It was awesome. It was so exciting. You just at like multiple times you're like, oh, this game's over. Yep. Nope, never mind. It's not over. No, it's not it's, over. Oh, it's over. No, yeah, no, nope. Marcus just, Smart just saved just saved your season. Won a game into the year. It got me so fired up for this Celtics season. Yeah. Starting off like that against a New York Knicks team that has two former Celtics, Kemba, Evan Fournier. Evan who, Fournier again was yeah. just like last year. Killing the Celtics uh-huh. last year, he just killed them from inside. Now he's killing them from the other team. But it, it's so unfortunate because if he did half of what he did, he played like in the Olympics. He did. He went off. Right. Thus, he went off. And like you said, even before we acquired him, he was going crazy against the Celtics. If he could have done half of what he did last year, it would have been having like another star. Especially after losing Jalen Brown last mm-hmm. uh, last postseason, you know, it would have been nice. But I'm sure we'll be talking about Celtics Knicks all season and it'll it'll be quite exciting to have that like Eastern Conference rivalry back yep. you know back in the day it used to be so you know big between those two teams but um quite the exciting game Celtics unfortunately 
you know, drop the game to the Knicks, but what can you do? It's it's the first game. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brown looked excellent coming off the COVID list. The announcers would not stop talking about it. He he was in quarantine, probably not getting as much you know reps and exercise mm-hmm. as he would if he was normally with the team, and he he went crazy. I believe he had close to fifty points, and it was in the forties. Um, and moving forward, if he if him and Jalen or him and J- uh, Jason continue to play like that, it's going to be almost unstoppable in a sense. Yep. Which moves us to the blowout loss against the Raptors, which is tough coming off that exciting game against the Knicks. It's just like early season. Like, it was their worst home loss since March of two thousand seven. Yeah. So it's, it's. I mean, Scotty Barnes is good. Now I didn't watch that game, but I know Scotty Barnes had a good game. And the Raptors aren't a bad organization. No. They won a championship a few years ago, but yeah, they did lose that team key is much different that, than, than the team that won the championship. Overall, they are a strong organization, and it's an early season loss. You know, you have them all yeah. the time. Then they absolutely destroyed Houston, right? I believe that was a great game. Um, and then they just beat the Hornets in overtime. Hornets in overtime. And the Hornets look excellent. With, uh, with, yeah, Tatum got 41, Brown got 30. That ridiculous dunk over Bridges. Quite um, exciting, though. You know, so they're on a two-game win streak, going back home, facing Washington, looking for their first, first home win of the season, mm-hmm. first home win of uh, Udoka's career um, as a Celtics coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. The Wizards have given us trouble in the past. They have. Bradley Beal has his moments against the Celtics. I don't know if it's just showing that, like, someday he wants to be part of the organization and that's why he does so good mm-hmm. and that's how we look at it here at BNE, you know showing us what he's capable of but back-to-back game against the Hornets and then they go into a game against the Bulls which I'm very excited for I uh, I'm going so that's another, there you go very exciting there you go the Bulls look good this season Bulls look fantastic um so that'll be good good exciting game a good test I'm sure there'll be another team that are you know be highly ranked in, yeah. in the Eastern Conference come you know playoff time and um just moving forward I think the Celtics have the depth to contend yeah for the first time in a while when i was watching the celtics the last few games every time i at every like lineup they had out on the court there was a guy that can go get you a basket yeah. and i feel like that's a, like something they've lacked in the last few years mm-hmm. they have that depth and you know they have the veteran presence with horford and schroeder mm-hmm. and um grant williams who i think we also own apology to has been playing pretty pretty excellently he had I believe five threes against Houston, and I only know that stat because they were comparing him to Jalen Green, who had like nine yeah. threes. So Grant Williams is hopefully taking it to the next level. I mean, he's probably the mo- most hated Celtic. You, when we talk about this on all the oh, teams, hundred percent. I think what he's, I think bu- this might sound weird, but you know, bullying works. Yeah. In terms of like social media and athletes like everyone was bullying Lamar Jackson for being a running back then he goes out and wins MVP everyone was bullying Kyler Murray and now look what he's doing everyone was bullying Josh Allen everyone was bullying Grant Williams and now he's actually contributing a week, a week ago on the show they announced the lineups when we were live and, and we were, we were la- like we were come laughing, on yeah. like what are you doing and now a week later we're like okay like that's fine Do you know play I mean? devil's advocate though it is four games into the year yeah for all we know I just the switch is gonna yeah. flip back, and he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, he doesn't deserve to be on this team." So it will be a weekly, a weekly segment here. Is we just will how will Grant yeah. Williams do in the next week? I couldn't agree more. They have they have to have seen something in him to start him all these games, yeah. and give him the minutes. But I couldn't agree more that he might fall off, and 
when he does so, we do have guys that can step in and take that spot. Um, there's guys that like Hernan Gomez and like Neesmith and mm-hmm. and Romeo. All those guys have potential, and they just haven't really. And Pritchard. I feel like we don't talk about Pritchard a lot on this team. He's lights out when it comes to shooting. And, you know, I know he has a broken nose right now, so he's probably a little worried about, like, driving into the paint. But uh, I'm very excited for the Celtics team. I've said that a ton in the last few weeks. It's um, it's exciting to have depth, and then it's exciting yep. to have, like, a fresh group mm-hmm. of guys that want to yeah. go out there and compete. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we move into the Bruins? No, the stretch of games that they have are very winnable. you got two games against Washington. you got the Bulls. Orlando, Miami, Dallas, and then back to the Raptors and Bucks, which then you yep. got two more games against Cleveland. So it's a very winnable schedule right as you head into a little tough part of your schedule where you got Atlanta, Lakers, Rockets, Nets, Spurs, Raptors, Sixers, Jazz. Mm-hmm. So if you can win like three, four of these upcoming games and start building momentum in front of your home crowd it makes you feel better about you know hosting the bucks hosting the raptors hosting the lakers hosting the rockets hosting the nets yep so oh the nets games on my birthday that's exciting that is exciting um so you know it's just again it's you mentioned this it's the early season so you drop a game or two it's not the end of the world but it's nice to get that good start to build momentum to build chemistry at the beginning of the season so when you get into that brutal stretch of games in in a in a time period it's you feel better about your team so couldn't agree more the Celtics do have quite the interesting schedule like you said coming up right now we have a few easy games but by the time Christmas break rolls around in a month and a half they will have we'll have a better sense of how this team looks and I'm very excited I've I've been planning out like how many episodes we have and by the time we go to winter break around like you know December what like twelfth that we we go to break early we'll be able to like kind of have like a a good point to leave off on before we go on break. So, mm-hmm. like you said, these games that we have in the next few weeks will be good to show if this team can then compete against mm-hmm. these bigger name you know Lakers, Bucks, Nets, these teams that are going to give us a real yep. a real battle. So it's good to have like kind of ease into it in a sense, unlike the. Uh, the Quinnipiac Bobcats, who started off against the best team. So I'm sure we might have time to get into it in a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you want to go straight into the Bruins? Or do you want to go to like a quick break? Well, we can go to the Bruins. All right, let's I go mean, straight. We're, into we're the, on yeah. a roll. We're, we're on, on a roll. We're switching it up today. No, no. Oh, song and breaks. we talked about this yesterday. I don't know anything about this to actually make it a full segment, but I learned that the New England Revolution won the Shield. I don't know what that means, but I guess it's like the it's the first time they've won it in franchise history. So I guess that's good as they go into the playoffs so shout out for them for winning the sh- i gotta look this up now because now i just sound like I'll, do, I'll do the bruins intro and we'll come back i'll we will look up with the mls shield supporter shield i found it right here it is oh that didn't help whatsoever the new england revolution or the most underrated team it's as, the annual at, award given to the major league soccer team with the best regular season record so it's basically great. just like the president's trophy in the nhl and i guess the new england revolution won that they're already at 69 points. Um, nice. But, um, yeah, so I guess they're in the playoffs. Um, shout out to the Revolution. Yep. We, uh, we don't mean any disrespect when we don't talk about no, that. No, I just have no idea. What we're, I just know. I've been to a few Revolution games, and, like, 
I understand soccer, right? It's not like I'm an idiot in that. But I have no idea what the MLS, yeah. like anything is. Like mm-hmm. you, you, if you look at me and said, name five MLS players or I'm going to shoot you right now, tell my parents I love them. Yeah. You know, I, the only time I've really gotten into uh, any type of soccer really was yeah. like, you know, when I was a kid and then FIFA with like my friends that played soccer. Yeah. So like, that's pretty much all I know about the MLS. But like you said, shout out New England Revolution. Yeah, shout out Revolution. At least one of our teams could, you know, win a championship exactly. soon. It's been a while. So. Right, and once they win the championship, we're going to act like we're professionals yeah, and we, we know, what, we know what we're talking yeah. about, you know. Exactly. We'll, we'll get jerseys and whatnot. We'll so, have, uh, yeah, those players we might be able to have on, you know, they yeah. might not cool. be getting as much media coverage <laughs> as some of the other we'll big fi- names. We'll figure something out. Going into another team in Boston. Teams that we know more about. Teams that we will be able to fill you all in on yes. is the Boston the Bruins. Boston Bruins. <laughs> Boston Bruins open up the season against the Dallas Stars. It was a close game, score-wise, but the Bruins looked good. Yep. Um, DeBrusque, like we talked about last week, DeBrusque started off on a hot mm-hmm. streak, which he continued this week with yep. an absolute snipe. Like, quite honestly, one of the gor- like most gorgeous shots I've seen in a long time. Uh Oscar, I think I believe it's Oscar Steen, which was like his first, like not his first, but one of his like only uh, NHL starts. Had this nice, nice little dinky pass off the boards, and then dropped right into Jake's stick, and he buried it. And yep. like we talked about last week, Jake DeBrusque is a guy that we want to get motivated, and we want to get on a hot streak, especially yep. this early in the season. We know what our top line is capable of achieving. We want to see these guys that haven't really gone crazy we mm-hmm. want to see him go crazy and produce so that was one of the key things i wanted to hit on this week was the brusque staying yep. hot um going into this week we got a few really important games especially the one today against florida who is currently six and oh quite quite a good team that we will be playing yes. tonight and we play them again after carolina so yep. we have a, a next three games we go florida tonight then we play carolina i Leave Friday night, and then we'll figure. I don't know exactly when the next um, Florida game is. Those are three important games. Saturday, to have. I know. Saturday, we play the Panthers for the second time because mm-hmm. I know. I think Cassidy came out on a press conference yesterday. And he said Olmark's starting on Saturday and Swayman starting on th- Tuesday. I, I don't know. I don't know. I watched the press conference and was confused by that wording of the question. Now looking at the schedule, but. Allmark has been very good. Mm-hmm. He's two and zero. You know he he's again he's not too Rask, but he's filling that role well enough for the team to have a three and one record. Um, you know it's 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 a weird it's a weird team that we have now, just because a lot of the familiar faces that you're used to seeing aren't there. You got. No Kevin Miller, no David Krejci, no Tuka Rask. Chara left last year. But the team is still fairly good. They brought in a bunch of guys that have contributed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, at the end of the day, it's a team that's gotten off to a, a good start. Marchand has four goals, seven points already. So the team is doing fine. Yeah. But it's, you just got, you, you got to hope for can. Longevity, continued success throughout the season. That's the word I'm looking for. Just like the Celtics, we talked about these upcoming games are really important for the that the outlook of this team. Mm -hmm. It's the same situation with the Bruins as early on, and we could talk about how great they've looked so far. But it's so it's so early in the season. You need these big tests to really prove 
And I think having three really important games in a row is is important for yeah. the team to be like not just tested once, but like okay, like we need to like play this good all three games. Because I'm sure they'll come out hot tonight. It has it's been a while since they've played a good team. And then then you play Carolina, which is also they're on a roll too. Yeah. And then you go back to Florida. These are all games that you need to you know keep that same mindset for, and hopefully, you know, continue to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, our Quinnipiac boy Connor Clifton hopefully will stay in the lineup. Former uh, hockey captain Connor Clifton has been kind of fighting for that sixth spot for the last few seasons. Him and John Moore. Yep. And uh, sometimes like one of the other young guys kind of fight for it. It but was it was Luzon last year who's mm-hmm. now in Seattle. Yeah. So. I'm very biased when it comes to Connor Clifton, but yeah. I feel like I wonder why. I feel like <laughs> his what he brings to the table as at the bottom end of the defensive mm-hmm. line, he brings that physicality, and you know he's he's kind of a veteran in a sense because he's he's older than some of the other guys. Yeah. So, you know, having him out there is is important in a mm-hmm. few ways. But um, the Bruins and and the Celtics both have a shot to you know compete this year. I think we're going to go into a, a quick commercial break. You know, recap what we've talked about and then come back for a short little stint just so we can uh, yeah, wrap, wrap it up. up. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in a minute. Jump right in by the Zach Brown Band. Quite a great song. Before we end today, Ethan and I are going to introduce a new segment to the show that we thought would be a good way to wrap up every episode. It's called Game of the Week, and it's for those of you that can't watch all the Boston sports games like Ethan and I. We pick one game each week that we feel that if you're going to have to watch one, this is the game to watch. So this week's game, Ethan? 
again, I feel like I'm sort of biased with this because I don't think I'll have, I've like ever missed a Patriots game, but this Patriots game against the Chargers is probably our game of the week. You know, Halloween, um, you can watch that. Then you can go out and go trick-or-treating with all your friends. Yeah, it's a busy um, day. You know, it's a big game for the, the Patriots in terms of the playoff picture. Um, Chargers are coming off a bye. Um, you know, it's the first game with uh, Bill Belichick facing off against new head coach Brendan Staley. Um, Mac Jones has looked very good. Let's see if the defense can keep it rolling. Last time they played the Chargers, they won 45 nothing. Yeah, um, that was a great playoff game. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's in, in general, I mean, sure, there are going to be some Bruins games there's going to be some Celtics games, but it's early on in the season for that, or those games aren't as important. This Patriots game is is sort of a must-win game mm-hmm. if you want to at least stamp your name at least somewhat into that wild-card picture. The statement win that we can It have. would be a statement win. It's it's the statement win that you've been missing where you were so close against Dallas, you were so close against Tampa. It's that statement win that you're missing that would probably be the biggest win of the year in terms of importance for the team. Um, so I'd say that's probably the game of the week to watch. I, I could agree. I can't. I can't complain with that. Yep. Um, I think it's significant for the respect that the team gets. Mm-hmm. The players will understand. Like, okay, we just we beat a good team. Yep. Finally, we could have beat all these other teams. Like they don't. They'll get that like confidence boost right. that they need. Like everyone's like, okay, this team looks good. It's three and four, but their three wins have been both against the Jets and the Texans. Yeah. So it's, are you going to beat that, formid- that that formidable opponent? to finally get that nationwide respect that Mac Jones and the rest of this team deserves. And then you, if you come off this win, you roll right into Panthers week, yep. and then you take flip, care of business flip the, there. Flip the script, exactly. go, go into 500 against, and then that brutal Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's where football matters, is, is after Thanksgiving, after after that part of the schedule, is that's when the, the playoffs are going to be decided. So and if you can go into that on a winning streak, that should be good for the team. And I feel like this team needs to be ready to go when they play the Titans, the Bills, the Colts, mm-hmm. and then the Bills again. Yep. We we that, after that's week. probably that the hardest the schedule that we have. We yeah. need to be this. That's when the team needs to be ready to go. Yep. So that's <clears> the significance <throat> of this game against the Chargers. It, it can put this team in the right direction moving forward. So tune into that game. We'll have a lot to talk about next week, especially with that game. I'm gonna go. We're gonna do quote of the day, and then we're gonna wrap it up. So today's quote of the day. Is by an unknown source, and it's good friends are like stars. You can't always see them, but you know they're still there. And I felt that that was a good quote to have just because, you know, we're in that point of college where you're thinking about your hometown, you yeah. know, coming up on Thanksgiving break, seeing your own, you know, your hometown friends. So I thought that would be, uh, you know, nice to talk about that. Yeah. You know, they're significant, and, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about when we see them again. I'm yeah. sure it'll be quite the exciting time. It will be. So I think that's good for episode four. Yeah. Uh, my name is Brendan Kelly. I'm Ethan Hurwitz. This has been episode four of B&E Boston Sports. We want to thank you again for tuning in. We've been having a a great time doing this, and moving forward, it's only going to get better. So thank you again, and hope you have the— See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Have have a great rest of your day.